to be impacted with the word of God. We esteem the word of God more than unnecessary. Welcome to Adoration House, where we maximize your spirit life. Be blessed as you listen. Praise God. Praise God. We're still looking at the supernatural. That's the series we've started this month, and we've been considering how the supernatural works and how we can play in the supernatural to occur in our life. That it is possible that you position yourself in a manner to know, trigger the supernatural to occur in your life. That is very possible. That's what we'll be looking at. So we'll be concluding in the next few minutes that I have. I will still go forward to share with us certain things that we need to do, you know, to experience this supernatural. So it's the walk, you know, with the supernatural, walking with the supernatural, walking in the supernatural. That is our topic. So look at verse 2. Verse 2 of John chapter 2. Verse 2 of John chapter 2. It says, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. It said, both Jesus and the disciples were called to the marriage. The version says that Jesus and the disciples were invited, you know, to the marriage. One of the things God, or the ways God operates, is that God does not leave man stranded. If God will set your thoughts here on earth or on a particular course, God will always make provision for you. There is always provision. You may not identify the provision. You may not know the provision. You may not know how to tap into the provision. But in all, that does not nullify the existence of provision, you know, for you. So God's provision is always available here on earth. The provision may not be attached to you. The provision may not be following you. The provision may not be in you. But still, that does not nullify the fact that God had made provision available, solution is always available. Solution is always available. So number one strategy, number one thing for you to do is to ensure that you always carry grace along in the journey of life. Always carry grace along or carry anointing along in the journey of life. Always carry the grace that God had made available. Always carry anointing. If you are somebody who is able to identify that there is a grace of God upon this person or upon that person, there is a grace of God available. You attend the church. The grace of God is available in that church. One of the wisest things to do, because you can never tell at what point in time you will get to a point where you will require the help of the supernatural. We are talking about situation. When you find yourself in a fix and you find yourself in a situation where human ability cannot help, where science cannot do anything, then you need the intervention of the supernatural. It will not be good. It is possible that even without a relationship with the supernatural, that the supernatural can still interfere or intervene in that situation, but it is good. 
know that you build a relationship with grace. You've identified grace and build a relationship with grace. You've identified anointing and build a relationship with the anointing. You're about to do certain things in your life or you're about to take a step. You know, you get God involved in that step or you have somebody or certain persons in your life like your pastor. It could even be your spouse. It could be you know, anybody with which you have a godly relationship with. Haven't, you know, identified that what you are expected to do is to ensure that you carry such kind of grace in the journey. Imagine, if Jesus was not in this wedding, how would they have been able to receive that miracle? And thank God, the Bible says in verse 2 that they invited Jesus. They carried Jesus along. The same thing happened in Second Kings chapter 6. Uh, there were uh, sons of the prophet and they wanted to do some project and they had to invite Elisha and they told Elisha that look Elisha asked them to go but they told him that look we would want you to go with us and just as he followed them certain thing happened the axe with which they were doing the work fell into the river and they borrowed the axe and they had to approach the man of God now look this thing we borrowed it but now it's in the river we need to return it that's debt on us and a man of God had to perform miracle for them in that situation so I'm saying that you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. You just don't know what situation you will find yourself, you know, in tomorrow. It is always expedient that as you move, identify anointing carriers around you and carry them along in the journey of your life because there will be junctions or situations where you will need them. And because they are there with you, it is just a word. It is just, you know, an outreach. It is a touch. It is a divine release that will bring about the turnaround in that situation. So number one thing, always identify. Don't abuse. It is wisdom for you to enhance and as all the provision of grace around and available to you. Don't look and say, this person is younger to me. I cannot be relating this matter. If you observe that, yes, this young girl, you know, anytime she prays, certain things happen. You know, this young girl has some wisdom upstairs. You know, don't look at her age. Don't look at her age. Approach her, relate, you know, certain issues with the person. You know, approach. That's one of the reasons why God gives us pastors and gives us leaders, spiritual leaders. is because this is one of the ways God works. And this is one of the ways God channels, you know, the things that he has for us into our life. So let's identify and ensure that in the things that we do, no matter what the thing is, no matter what the situation is, let's carry anointed. Let's carry grace along. Let's involve grace. You know, let's involve persons like this in our life. Point number two, as we move forward. Let's go to verse five. Verse five. This is the mother of Jesus. The mother of Jesus told the disciples that whatsoever, she says, whatsoever. It says, and his mother said unto the servant, and he said, whatsoever do it whatsoever whatsoever point number two is that we need to seek divine instruction divine instruction we read further to verse 7 now you begin to see what he asks ask them to do but we need to seek divine instruction seek divine instruction seek for instruction Seek for instruction. Seek for instruction. What do I do? 
I've just received the doctor's reports concerning my health situation, and the report is bad. No good news. You know, that's not the end. Man's report is not the final or is not a conclusion on any matter. It is God's word that is the conclusion on any matter. So you receive what man's opinion is concerning the matter. No problem. Take what the report is. Just leave it at it. Perhaps you close it, then you move. You switch and enter into the zone of God. In the zone of God, that report, you know, has no standing. It is what God is saying. This is with man. Man has spoken. Now come here. What is God saying? What is God saying? So you've heard what man has to say concerning that health situation, concerning that project, concerning that contract, concerning that relationship. But yeah, what is God saying? We need to seek for it. That's, that's the issue. We need to seek for it. You need to seek for it and ensure that you get what the mind of God is consigning that situation. Ensure that you get it. Ensure that you get it. Ensure that you get it. There are certain things that you need to know consigning divine instructions and when they come. Number one is that divine instruction is personal. Divine instruction is personal. Look at the story of, um, of, of Peter. When Jesus approached him, they, they didn't catch any fish all through the night. And Jesus approached him and asked him to throw the net. Just cast your net into the river. Now, I want to believe that there were other fishermen around. If those fishermen who had Jesus tell Peter, you know, to throw or cast his net, if they also decided to throw or cast their own net, uh, I doubt if it will work for them. The word was to Peter. The word was to Peter. The word was not to any other person. It could, but that word was for Peter. It may not work for any other person. Now, this is where wisdom is needed. Because certain times you will receive certain instruction that is just meant particularly or personally for you. We need to be careful who or when or how we share divine instructions with people. The kind of persons that you share instruction with because begin to, we begin to analyze it, we begin to twist it and look at it one way or the other. If the word is not meant for you, the word may sound foolish in your ear. Are you there? If it is not meant for you, it may sound foolish in your ear. So if it is not for you, just let the person who owns the word receive the word and God helps the person to comply or obey the word. If it is divine instruction and you are able to identify that this is divine instruction, another thing about it is that you need to do whatsoever it says whatsoever it says. When he spoke to Moses and asked Moses, when they were before the Red Sea, and he asked Moses, you know, to just stretch forth the rod, you know, across the sea. Uh, I don't know how you would have played that in your ear, in your, in your mind. What science, what science is it? Assuming this is the rod, and you asked me to just raise it, and just stretch it over the sea. Where 
or what science, what is the mechanism or thing that will just make a rod that is lifted, you know, to pass a river? Are we there? Are we there? So, you, you know, when the word comes, let's suspend. You know, once you've been able to identify, you know, that this thing, this is what God is saying to me concerning this matter. This is what God is saying to me concerning the matter. I was listening to somebody who was talking about, uh, uh, I think it's Kenneth Egan. Kenneth Egan is a man of God, a white man of God. And he received a word sometime concerning a woman who had cancer. You know, and the woman had cancer, cancer in the stomach, and the word of God to him was to go and punch the woman in the stomach. That was the word. He received it and he, he, he argued with the word because it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right. You could be arrested. Even if you were a medical practitioner, except if you're very sure that this move you want to make will make, break this or put this person up or bring this person back to life or put the person in a uh, healthy state. But... You're not even a medical practitioner, and you're walking or approaching somebody, and you said you received a word to punch the person, so he was aback. And the word came to him again. Punch her in the stomach. He struggled with it. The third time, he just moved closer, and he just stylishly gave her the punch in the stomach. And the woman said, ah, oh, where's the pain? Where's the pain? She was asking him, where's the pain? Where's the pain? Where's the pain? And he says he doesn't know. And that's how the cancer disappeared. That's how the cancer. It will come. Just identify. Just be sure. Just be sure. One of the ways that you'll be sure that this is the divine instruction is if you have been able to identify the divine channels. There are channels through which instructions come to us. So if it is coming through any of those channels, that's confirmation number one. But if it is coming outside of those channels, then you need to raise a red flag around that instruction. So just confirm, is this coming through the right channel before you do it? And one of the things that we also need to know is that the previous instruction that was given to you that helped you out in the situation or the tight situation you find yourself may not necessarily be the same instruction that will deliver him in the same circumstances that he finds himself. So if he had an issue with conception, you know, maybe as a result of absence of womb, and you're finding yourself in that same issue, you know, and maybe what he was asked to do was to pray for three days. You may pray for three days and it won't work. Wake up in the middle of the night and pray by 3 a.m. for three nights. You wake up in the middle of the night and you pray by 3 a.m. for 12 nights, you may not get answers. That word came and it was specifically designed to address his situation. A word will come for you that will be specifically tailor-made, you know, for your situation. Look at Neymar. A senior officer in the army, he had leprosy. And leprosy was, you know, like this COVID then. You know, a disease that nobody could cure. No cure was available for the disease. No cure at all. And the prophet heard about the situation and he said, I can cure him. And he asked him to come. And what he was asking was, look, because he was a wealthy man, he was asking and expected a situation where the man of God would say, you know, uh, give me... 
10,000 naira or give me this or do this and this thing. And man just say, go to this river, just go and wash yourself seven times. And he looked at, I saying, why will you be asking me to go to, why will you be asking me to go to maybe Orile River now, for example, now? You're asking me to go to Orile River. Why not asking me to go to a river in Lekki? You know, ask me to go to a river in, in Chevron or ask me to go and swim in a river, you know, somewhere in airport hotel. If it's to wash, you know, I have a swimming pool. Is it not water? Because, you know, if, if it's water, just water, you want me to wash, to dip myself into water, and you want me to do it seven times, I can do that. I can do that in my house. I have a swimming pool. But that's not the word. The word says at a particular place. And until we obey. So the way it works is that once you get an instruction, the performance of the results that you are expecting is at the end of the instruction. In between the instruction and the result, the performance of the result is obedience and humility. So those are the connecting dots or connecting factors, you know, to the performance. If you do not obey and if you do not humble yourself to do what the word has said, it is not, it is not your obedience that gives power to the word to come to pass. Because if it's your obedience, it's just, just, raise, just raise the rod. How, how is just raising the rod releasing power? It's just a test. So just follow suit as he has said. Just follow suit as he has said. So always get instruction. We get a word from God. So I was talking about channels. There are channels. You need to make yourself available. You know what you need is a word. You need a word. You need a word. You need a word from God. Somebody was doing an, an analysis of all the battles that David fought and why he won so many battles. It's because if you read through the scripture, it would always say, God, what should we do? These people have come over us. They've attacked us. They've done this. What do we do? Do we go this way? Should we go? Should we not go? He was always seeking for instruction. Always seeking. That's just what you need. That's what you need. That's just what you need. You just need that right word. You just need that instruction, you know, for him to tell you what to do concerning that situation. It will save you stress. That's what they say, and that's why they say that. One day of labor is better than 1,000 days, you know. Uh, one day of favor is better than 1,000 days of labor. What that means is just, and, and what will lead you into that one day of favor is when you get the word. It just tell you, you, you need help concerning a situation. It tells you who to meet. It tells you who to call. So this is the thing. At any crossroad, relax and say, God, what do I do? It's as simple as that. 
And as simple as it were, many Christians don't do this. Now just check it through your mind and check through most of the challenges that you've gone through. How many times, how many times have you drawn back and said, God, what do I do in this situation? Most times, even when we enter into conversation with God in these situations, what we do is we command and dictate that which we want God to do. Not bad, but can you just take a step back and say, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? That's the tactic that the mother of Jesus used with him for all the years she lived with him. And no wonder she could tell the disciples, this guy, I've lived with him, I know him. Whatsoever he tells you, just wait and take instruction. Instruction is what you need. Instruction. The channels through which instruction comes into our life, number one, is through the Bible. That's number one, through the Bible. The Bible is full of general instruction available for everybody. Now, people say they pick personal instructions from the Bible. That is true. Now, that is because of the second channel. When the second channel is active in your life, as you engage in the reading of the Word of God, the second channel prompts your heart when you get to a point, you know, and there is something that is useful for you there. The second channel is the Spirit of God in your inside. Are we there? That's the second channel. You need, that's how you fortify yourself to live a successful life in this earth. I've shared with us before that most of the people that we go out there and we interact with, we meet in our offices, we meet in our classrooms, and we meet in the place of our endeavors. Some of these people do not come to these places ordinarily. I shared my experience back then on campus. You know, anytime we had uh, a luta, I was this vocal person, you know, on campus then, and I would just be leading and be following them. You know, ah, we no go green, we no go green, Aluta continua, you know, Victoria Sata and everything. You know, and my chest, with chest up and everything. One day, we got home. One of the guys that we always jump up like that, you know, this guy is from, uh, I think, a career cocoa, you know, somewhere. And when we got home to our hostel, we were staying off campus, you know, and we got home and we saw that his door was open. And then I said, Francis, ah, why did you open your door now since we went out to school and everything? He said, ah, no, nothing will happen. Uh -uh. I said, how can you open your door and you say nothing will happen? He said, you don't put something. He said, nothing will happen, right? Ah. I've never had it before. That was the first time I would hear somebody say, he said, don't put something. I said, everything you put. Then we, he, he entered inside, we entered together, and he picked something from the from his cutting. There, and he hanged it. He said, if anybody had entered, he would come and meet the person there. The second experience with this guy, this particular guy, that, you know, when they say, of recent, when they say something, shock you. You know, it, 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 uh, it shocked me. It shocked me, seriously, was where, where, where it was a Saturday weekend and we were just playing and 
it was this close. Somebody was washing, you know, washing his clothes. And I think we're just joking. And this guy said something um, that offended this person jokingly. So this guy just wanted to splash water on him. This range, he took the bucket and he threw the water towards his direction. Before my eyes, I did hear, nobody said and say, you know, the water, like breeze. Just breeze, just like when you put on this fan and you put it on the IS and you just face it this direction, it redirected the water. Like when there is a big wind and it redirected the water, the water didn't hit him or it didn't get wet at all. I was there, I saw it. It's if it were from a far distance, I would say that is possible. The force may not have enabled the water to travel that long, but it was close, so close that that guy could not have missed it since that day. Anytime we want to do a looter. I know the day for front, and I know the day for back. I could just day for middle. Because then I didn't know no spiritual backbone, no nothing, no nothing. You know, it's just this, you just, you know, they say, ah, you know, go agree. I gave myself sense. Are we there? And these are the people we go out we compete with. These are the people we meet in our places of place of work. I was listening. There was a guy who got laid off, got a very wonderful job, and got laid off, you know, of recent. Very wonderful job. And he was having a conversation with one of his colleagues. He had left the place. He sent me the interaction just yesterday. And he was having interaction. And, you know, this other guy, who probably still works there, was now telling him, you know, why is superior and how, why and how the superior are to push him out. One is because of the atrocities they perpetrate within that department. And two, the guy didn't do it ordinarily. So the, the point is this, is that these guys have their power whatsoever and they use it. And they are faithful with the usage. The one who has to say, do incantations every morning before he leaves home, does it. But the issue is that the one who will give you, make you use, you know user. We're going to beg you, make you user. That's the thing. That's, it, it's, it pains me. That's the thing. You have your own too. And the Bible says that he that is in thee is greater than he that is in the world. They're not born there. I was watching one of our members who is, who, who, who is in school now. You know, I, I checked his WhatsApp status. I was just, you know, his WhatsApp status. And the WhatsApp status was uh, uh, Wafi, version of the Bible. You know, it puts up a quotation in Wafi. You know Wafi now, like all these worry people like that. You know, and there was one place we were reading like that, you know, from this same Wafi, this it. And was saying, if God did for us, he said, who, who, who fi be again? I've forgotten how he put it, but the last line, you know, was he said, their father. <laughs> he said, as in, as in, they're no rich. That's what he's saying. They're no rich. That if God, this God, almighty God, be for you, If this God, almighty God, be for you. If this God, this God, this almighty God, if this God be for you. 
one street version of the Bible says, Iyalaya anybody. I'm sorry for all this language, but I think maybe they pass the message, you know, to you. You are getting it. As in, as in they know rich. If this God, if this God, this God, if this God be for you, this God, this God that we are talking about, I don't know if you know this God. He said, if this God for you, if this God, this God that we are talking about, if this God be for you, this God, this God, if this God be for you, and he is for you, that's the good thing. He is for you. It says, who? 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 And it is from understandings like this that that songwriter says, who can stand against the Lord? No one can. No one will. No one will because no one can. I've said it before, that when God gets involved in a battle, it is not too fighting. It's not too fighting. It's probably when me and this man of God is fighting, that's when you say too fighting. Or maybe, maybe too fighting. But if you bring maybe divine, this boy, and you bring him to me, and you say, how can you say, uh, you, 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 you have to go and report the matter, and you say, uh, uh, pastor and divine, they are fighting. How, how, can you say, how can you say me and this boy? You, you, are, you are abusing me. No, you're abusing me now. How can you say me and this boy? I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. There is a turning around in my life. There is a turning around in my life. My situation is turning around. My situation is turning around. There is divine touch right now upon your life in the name of Jesus. I say there is divine touch right now upon your life in the name of Jesus. That pain, you'll feel it no more in Jesus' name. That sickness disappears in the name of Jesus. That sickness disappears in the name of Jesus. I feel it strongly to tell you, like I announced earlier on, that look, the latter part of this year for you shall be greater, shall be better than the beginning in the name of Jesus. So you are sharing testimony in Jesus' name. You will share testimony. I know it does not look like it now. It does not look like it. Like Yorubas will say, but we'll join right now. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. But I announce to you, the word of the Lord to you this day, that come December, consigning that matter, you will share testimony. You will share testimony. You will share testimony. Do you know that in this same pandemic, people are getting jobs? That people are getting jobs? People are building houses in this same pandemic. In this same pandemic. Do you know that in this same pandemic, in this same, we experienced it. A friend relocated to Canada during the lockdown. During the lockdown. You, do you think it's only Buari, Aisha Buari that, can, that is flying abroad in, in this lockdown? 
with his family, three children. They relocated to Canada. No, they didn't. They relocated. Not travel and come back. Indeed, lock, as in total lockdown. I'm not talking about this ease now that we have, you know. Total lockdown. And somebody could just bobo you from one corner, go tell you, say, uh, pandemic has scattered everything, you know, and everything, nothing is happening, you know, business, and, and you could just sit down and you. you I'm not saying I'm not saying these things are not happening, but I'm saying that don't let that you know tie you and you will not make move and you will not believe God for the supernatural. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying don't let too much bad news. Don't let too much. If we, oh God, you know sometimes it is the environment, it is the neighbors, and that's why really one of the ways that you need to help your sanity, your spiritual sanity, and help your faith life is. Interact less with your neighbors, honestly. Now, I'm not talking about whether they fight or cause trouble. I'm talking about because of the things that they throw into your ear. You meet neighbor one. Ah, they are not paying no salary. You meet neighbor two. That's the reality. Nobody is, no, that's what is happening. You know, that's what is happening. But what we do is that we allow this too many inflow of negativity into us to make us accept it. We are not to accept it. We are not to accept it. Our own reality is in the spirit realm. And in the spirit realm, he said he had blessed us with all spiritual blessing. So yeah, now we know that Koro is affecting people. What we do, don't accept it. We are not accept, we know it is happening, but we are not accepting it. What we are doing is that we are enforcing that what we have here, we are enforcing it to come here and happen. And it will happen for you. I say it will happen for you. That it will thank you and bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for the word that we'll receive. It says wherever the word of a king is, it's in the We believe the word of God in this message has blessed your heart. Stay connected to the word always. You can contact us on plus two three four eight zero six zero eight zero one three two seven. Remain blessed forever.